When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to the Cherry Doll Face Show. This is Shay. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Unconventional Gal, forging your own path with me, your host, Cherokee. You may notice I am a little congested. I am getting over the COVID. We'll talk about that more. (laughs) We'll talk about that more in future podcasts. Today, it is Christmas morning once again. And I'm here with my amazing sister, my subpar sister, (laughs) Shay. (laughs) And today, we are talking about being a mom. Hi, Shay. Hi. She's got to find a place to put down her sugar-free Red Bull. This is your amazing sister, Shay, speaking. (laughs) My sister is amazing. She is a mom of 12 kids. She is actually a mom of two four-year-old twins, a four-year-old stepdaughter, and a seven-month-old baby. She had all the kids so that I didn't have to have any of them. So, did you always know you wanted to be a mom? No, I never wanted to be a mom. I hated kids. When Charlie was born, our nephew, who's now 12, 12. Mm-hmm. Um, if he had a booger, I would be disgusted. I wanted to throw up. I wouldn't touch it. If, get out of here with diapers. That was not ever happening. <laughs> I hated kids. Didn't want them. Sorry for the kids, but I hated, I hated you guys. I think it's common. I think a lot of people don't want i have friends that are like i don't like other people's kids but i love my kids yeah i didn't like other people's kids either do you like other people's kids now yeah i love kids oh. i mean that's what i w- I was going back to school for to be a teacher yeah yeah but they don't make very much money so yeah i like babies i like yeah. other people's babies but once they start getting personalities if they're not ours i don't like them yeah other people's babies i um i'm fine with like oh you're so cute but i don't really like to hold other people's babies oh i just love to snuggle a baby but just also she baby becoming a parent too it's really bad and so if i see like someone doing something i'm like oh my gosh that's like a red flag in parenting and you want to say something Ooh, you, you get can't... all judgy yeah so judgy <laughs> and i'm not a perfect mom but there's like there's basics there's the basic red flags that every parent should know and unfortunately a lot of parents don't know i'm super judgy with what those. are your basic red flags um I mean, cradle cap on babies is a big mm. thing for me because it's something that can be taken care of. It, not necessarily avoided. I mean, kids get it. My baby had it, but taking care of, it can be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And like we met our neighbor's baby and the baby had cradle cap all the way down to Ooh. his eyebrows. And I wanted to say something the first time parents, but I couldn't say anything because you don't want to be judgy. Well, I am judgy, but yeah. you don't want to like upset someone that's the thing is like trying to find the balance between being like them feeling like you're judging them and you being helpful yeah and I, you have to and you're not a very tactful person no not at all it's <laughs> what you see is what you get um, another one is when people leave their baby in a car seat like we had friends that would always come over with their baby and they would leave her sitting in the car seat so what's wrong with like, that to just hang out um it's not safe for a baby to just hang out in the car seat like oh. um to take naps so we had a family friend that lost their baby actually <gasps> Whoa. trigger warning um lost their baby 
from she, sitting in a car seat. She left her baby in the car seat and went to put her older daughter to bed and forgot about the older daughter or forgot the about the baby after she had passed out. No, I don't think she forgot about the baby. She fell She just asleep. thought that she was safe in the car seat sleeping. Uh, I'm not sure the whole story, but when she went back the next morning, the baby was cold. Oh, whoa. She kept the baby in the car seat all. She fell asleep. Whoa. So obviously you don't want to do that. But like even leaving them in a car seat when you go somewhere for a few hours to mm-hmm. take a nap, they say that's a total no. Because they get cold? Or it's just, not safe. Oh, interesting. Like they need to lay on their... Like that's oh why they say they yeah yeah on their tummies down, um, because they especially when they're that little that's another like when people let their kids just hang out in a car seat i'm judging you well especially <laughs> <laughs> you hear that people well especially since you know somebody that lost a baby that way yeah though, exactly that's, that's where so it comes scary. from i wouldn't have been so judgy with that before that they're yes. bad parents anyways yes you're so judgy i'm very judgy <laughs> so you didn't always know you wanted to be a mom so why did you have eight kids <laughs> <laughs> uh don't uh do drugs and party people (laughs) or do it's fun yeah um because that's kind of where the twins came from to be honest so um they were obviously an accident yeah so i was in mexico when i found out and i was staying on a teeny tiny little island it had absolutely no cell service it had really the hotel had really spotty wi-fi so i'd get like one text an hour so the first text come through is my mom and it says i've got news and she was selling her house then so i was like oh maybe she sold her house sweet so the next text comes through like a half hour later she's pregnant i was like oh fuck and then as i'm processing that the third text comes through with twins it's like what i can't even make this story up so at my first ultrasound i found out it was twins Mm -hmm. so i didn't even have like this like oh there's a little baby it was like she looked at the screen weird and I was like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? And then she looked at me and she said, you're having two. And I was like, you're like, two what? Literally, I said, two what? <laughs> two tacos? I had tacos for lunch. I swear that came out of my mouth because I was so like, so confused. I was like, already I'm like, oh my God, there's a baby in me. What the hell am I going to do with this thing? So when she said there's two, I just didn't even comprehend that there could have been two babies. Yeah, she, I'm like, two, two like, two what? <laughs> two. And I just like, I was just shocked. And she says, well, I'll give you guys a minute. And she left us in there. That's good, In the though. middle of the ultrasound. That's because probably she, so awkward for and the then, tech. Yeah. And Dylan started crying. And I was like, oh, my God, are you mad? I didn't mean to put two in there. <laughs> I swear. And he was like, no, I'm so happy. There's two of them. And I was like, oh, my God, you're happy? <laughs> I was like, what are we going to do with these things? Well, then come to find out, we had twins in our family yeah. that we didn't know about. Twins and, and triplets. And Dylan did, too, in his family, right? No. Oh, he did from it. our family. So, so shay so shay gets pregnant well so then shay breaks up with first baby daddy as you do and then finds second baby daddy and he came with she was a twin but her twin didn't survive how how much did they weigh when they were born evie the one that survived was 15.5 ounces and she dropped down to 12 ounces which you think about as the size of her yeah she was a beer yeah a beer baby and then ayla who passed away was the bigger of the two she was one pound one ounce i believe Mm. but um she had a heart so yeah she had a heart condition that she was too small to operate on so it's a normal Mm. if she was made it a little bit longer she probably would have survived Mm -hmm. but she was too small to do the operation so she lived for 
I think it was like 12 or 13 hours. I don't know for sure. Obviously, I wasn't there. Yeah, because, you're <laughs> yeah. not, you're not yeah. your baby. Um, so you guys had twins. They had twins. Yeah. Then you guys get together and have a baby. How terrified were you? Oh, my God. So we <laughs> wanted to have just one baby because neither of us had the experience. He had his twins at 23 weeks. So they're in the NICU for almost five months. Maybe a little over five months, somewhere in there. I had mine at 31 weeks. My son has a genetic condition. And we were in the NICU for two months. So we just wanted like a normal experience. Mm -hmm. And so we, but we were both terrified. Yeah. It was like, and it wasn't going to come from his side. Really. It's when it's genetic, it comes from From the girl from me. Oh, so it came from Val for Evie. Um, So identical twins are one cell that's, that splits. And that's Mm -hmm. what makes them identical. That can happen to anyone. Mm -hmm. That's why it's more rare. Fraternal twins, I don't know 100% of the time, but basically what, so Kane's genetic counselor told me all of this. Mm-hmm. So basically for me, it's hyperovulation. So dad gave, oh, you just have lots on of on the gene for hyperovulation. So instead of dropping one egg mm-hmm. during my cycle, I drop multiple. Oh, so, so the odds of having multiples is really great. It is to start with and then when you've already had one set of multiples they say that the odd goes up even more oh god so i was going to have gone from three to six i was honestly i'm like <laughs> i want one more baby i don't want to be past 30 when i have another baby but i'm so scared to have yeah twins but not or only twins triplets. Tri- triplets are more because i'm like oh my gosh having twins was just and like I mean, I love them, but it was like a nightmare. I don't even know how I got through them. Especially having one. So Shay's twins are boy girl; they're fraternal twins. And she, you just said, Kane, my nephew has a genetic disorder, so he has seizures, and he has all the therapists, and it's just like, and you're just scared, especially when they're a baby. You're scared all the time. Like I remember when he was a baby, like his eyes would roll, or he'd look a certain way, and you'd be like, "Oh my god." Is he okay? It's, yeah. It's stressful. Well, being a first-time parent and then being a first-time parent of twins and being a first-time parent with one with a genetic condition who also starts having seizures at three months old. Mm-hmm. That was so much. So I just wanted to have one baby. You're like, I just, I just want one normal, normal and, easy baby. Um, so fast forward, it was one. But he did weigh 10 pounds. So yeah. they had to throw in a little and your jab birth there. was like 47 hours yeah, or something it ridiculous. Was, yeah, I labored for 47 hours and... Then had a C-section at the end yeah, of it. <laughs> just to find out that he was too big. He was physically too big to birth out of my body. So I had a C-section. So, and your so, pregnancy was horrible. So side yeah. note about baby. His name is Maddox. Well, his given name. It's not really his name. So when she was figuring out baby names, the girl name was Lucy. Uh, but she didn't have a boy name yet. So I was like, well, the boy name would be Lucifer. It's the boy version of Lucy. So I called him Lucifer and he was the baby from hell when she was pregnant. She had the worst. She had something called lightning crotch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, describe it. Yeah. So um, you can't describe it. Is Just it like a tooth shooting pain crotch. like in your vagina? No, it's the worst pain I've ever felt in my <laughs> life. I mean, like it was just lightning crotch <laughs> just Enough think about said. it <laughs> but i also have um narrow hips and i have hip problems prior so having such a heavy baby sitting on my pelvis and my um my hips was 
super rough. Yeah. So that made it even worse. And the water weighed and trying to get around. Oh, and, and also, he was a big baby. Also, I did have one little complication. I had, I forget what they call it now because I have 12 kids, so I can't remember anything. <laughs> but I had like a condition where I had too much amniotic fluid. Mm. So it made me even bigger and heavier. So I was twice the size with him the whole time than I was ever yeah, with the twins. So everyone kept asking, are you sure there's only one in there? And I <laughs> like, kept asking my doctor God. and the ultrasound tech, please double check because I think there's more than one in here. But it turns out he was just a huge baby. He looked like a toddler when he came out. He did. He looked like he could have played football. Like, yeah. I thought he would grow a mustache in the first no, couple of The anesthesiologist said, oh my gosh, he looks like he's going to walk out of there. <laughs> and Jordan says, he's effing huge Shay. and i was like obviously out of it so i was in a, the middle of a c-section but i was like when i saw him i was what am i supposed well, to and do you guys both were used to preemies too mm-hmm. yeah. like her babies were two and three pounds his yeah. baby was a pound so they were used to like little teeny baby and then you have he weighed more than all three uh-huh. of your children combined uh-huh. at birth weight yep <laughs> and he's still huge he is and he's so he's cute a- Wearing 12 months, uh, he, when he was six months is when he started fitting into oh, 12 months. Oh, back to my name story. So oh, yeah. I called him Lucifer because he was baby from hell. So when he's actually born, they named him Maddox, but I had called him Lucifer for nine months. So in my head, he was Lou. So I still call him. He answers to Lou now. And Shay sometimes will call him Lou on accident. Yeah. When I, <laughs> I just visited um, California and I brought the baby with me. And after being there for a week, I got home and... Kept calling, I kept him, calling Lou. him Lou. I'm like, that's not your name. <laughs> He's gonna one day when why he gets older, call you this? he's gonna be like, Aunt Cherokee, why do you call me Lou? <laughs> I'm like, well, funny story. <laughs> that's funny. How did it feel the first time you found out you're pregnant? Scary. Uh, yeah. I well, I kept sending Dylan back. I'm like, go buy a different brand. I think this one's broken. <laughs> yeah. So I took like. 15 tests i even had to buy a bluetooth test that went to my phone i still have the picture it says yes pregnant i'm like okay like, Dylan, i think sure? i'm pregnant i don't think it's broken and um it, yeah it was pretty rough finding out i didn't want kids and, and i didn't know what to do with kids and mm-hmm. i like i was such a party girl Everyone, and you didn't have a plan and i had no plan so. yeah i lived with mom well i just moved back with mom because mm-hmm. i lived in thornton mm-hmm. And i just moved back and i was at, like just out of that big relationship so i was like on total party 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 mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't even live with mom i squatted at mom's yeah. house <laughs> you kept your stuff yeah at it was my storage <laughs> from the house i just moved out of so no i was i was freaking out to say the least mm-hmm. and everyone else around me was oh yeah i was freaking out i was talking to Tr- caitlin was like if she wants to give him up for adoption yeah. i'll take him <laughs> i was so mad i'm like I, you guys can't adopt out my baby but like the reality is people were concerned how i was gonna take care of it but well, i just didn't think that you wanted him so i thought it was oh. a bad thing shay didn't talk to me shay unfriended me on facebook because i sent mom a text like what is she gonna do we'll adopt him out we'll get we'll help we'll get rid of him and yeah. then shay saw the text and was so basically my whole family was like um <laughs> coming up with an adoption plan for my kids like before and, that yeah before anyone talked. wanted to talk to me about it and i was like what the hell guys i want my kids like they're in me now i'm attached in some way what is it like having three four-year-olds and a new baby um we can just start with the three four-year-olds that's enough the baby's the easy part he just hangs out i think it was like so um i had such like a hard time with the twins and then when i got with jordan we have triplets they're all the same all the same age and we have evie half the time so it's like on the weeks we have her we have triplets yeah and even then we sometimes have her more but the baby's easy he just hangs out in the corner and sometimes... you got so lucky she needed a win yeah no <laughs> that's what it baby. is he was like he 
was placed there and like made to be easy by God or the higher power or whatever's <laughs> yeah, up there. Totally. Because they're like, wow, this lady. They're like, needs here a you go, break. buddy. <laughs> We're giving you one. Here's a, God did you a solid. <laughs> oh, I just broke it. Tastes like Chinese food. Where, where did you eat Chinese I'll food? I didn't. Oh, gross. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> All right. Anyways, so having. Oh. Um, okay, so Jordan and I got together when Evie was just over a year old. So the twins are a few months older. But, so like, think about it. I taught them how to use, like, like how to eat, basically. How to, I potty trained all three of them at the same time. I have done schooling stuff with all three of them at the same time. I've, the potty training at the same time was the that biggest That was, feat. yeah, that's a um, lot. So Kane, side note with Kane being potty trained. So Camilla got potty trained. She's really advanced. She's ahead of all of them, even though they're the same age. So she got potty trained super fast, but Kane was really struggling and they were in preschool and they were in the same class. But once Camilla got potty trained, they bumped her into the potty trained class and Kane was bummed like, where's sister? So Shay said, well, if you get potty trained, you can be back in her class. And he was potty trained in what, like two days? Yeah, it was so quick. It was two or three days. It was he less than a sister. week. He was like, all right, I got this. And then he was so lazy. He knew how to use the potty. He just didn't care. Mm-hmm. But as soon as Camilla got moved to classes and then I told him he had to go potty in the big boy potty, it was like instant. Yeah. He was like, he all right, I got motivation. this. And then he had less accidents than she had after that. He was oh, like, really? He knew what he was doing. Yeah, he was just, he was just lazy. lazy. He's a boy. That's what yeah. they say. They're all like that. But yeah, yeah, that was probably the biggest feat. But everything, I mean, just think about it like three kids at the same age not having a nap oh my god yeah it's a lot and they and when one cries the other cries yeah or if one has a toy that it's a different color like all three of them want the blue one but there's a blue a pink and a purple so that even though they all have a toy they all want that one yeah i have to color coordinate like their (laughs) tablets and stuff the bigger things and it's like this is yours but everything else when we buy gifts it's this is the first year we've bought things that are a little bit different yeah but most of the time like their whole life really we've bought all three of them the same exact thing in the same exact color Mm -hmm. because if we don't they're fighting over it thing they've had to learn how to share everything too but it's not like they have a shortage of toys or clothes or shoes or anything they're totally spoiled I get that from mom. Yeah. Like, we all go overboard. Yeah. We just want to give them all the toys. But you want to see them play with them. Yeah. So, um, what's the most challenging part of being a mom? Um, finding time for myself. And I think that's pretty, that's pretty common with moms Mm -hmm. in general. But it's even harder when you have four kids and it's even harder when they're split up going up to their other parents that's that's a big challenge for us as having a split family is them going to their other parents it's hard to plan things mm. because we have totally different co-parenting schedules and totally oh different ways yeah to of try to get like to get get rid of to get yeah. rid of evie the same time you get rid yeah. of the twins and then lou is both of your guys yeah. so then trying to find someone so we to, try babysit to like him. we try to like scatter them so we don't have all four of them all week long mm-hmm. but then if we want to do something like the big things we take them all to do like disney on ice we want to take them all mm-hmm. evie happened to go with her mom this year so it worked out where we didn't have to take all of yeah. them but like movie like nights when we go and... camping or movie yeah. nights or go to amusement park stuff the big stuff because we like to take our kids to do a lot of things i think it's super important to get your kids out there and out of the house mm-hmm. so we do a lot of things so sometimes it's hard to kind of like figure out hey dylan can i have the twins so i can take them here or hey val can we have evie to take 
Um, that becomes a challenge, but within all of that, because it's just so much, finding me time is the biggest challenge. Well, that's the thing is like conversely getting them all at the same time, getting them all away at the same time. So and the that. baby, you guys yeah. don't have co-parents for that. It's just yours. So, but he's easy. He's yeah, luckily. he's super easy. So mom... And the thing is, too, finding babysitters for all of them. So, like, we went to the Broncos game. It's too hectic. A few weeks ago, mom gifted us Broncos tickets, which Jordan and I never get time, just the two of us. Mm -hmm. So, we had the baby with Jordan's dad and sister. Mom had... Camilla. Was that the slumber party night? The dog. Oh. (laughs) Dylan had the twins... And I think Evie was at some someone's house. I don't remember. It was on our <laughs> side. So we have we have to find like multiple babysitters because we also have a dog too that we don't want to leave home. Like yeah. I work from home, so he's not used to being at home all day long by himself. Yeah. Um. And then, but no one can watch all of them together. It's too much. It's too much. No, I can't do it. No, one I can, can do the that. twins and the baby, or Evie and the baby. I uh-huh. can't do all three of them and the baby. Yeah. So finding sitters for all of them and finding time for me to go do something to myself like i like to do pedicures and get my hair done but finding mm-hmm. time to do that is almost impossible well even like yesterday so she was trying to do her nails she was trying to take off her old color street nails and put on the new ones and it took you like a whole day like yeah. first you scraped off the nails and then you did some stuff yeah. and then you put on one hand and then you did some stuff it's it did like, i didn't get my nails home, until home care <laughs> yeah um okay so we said the challenging most challenging part what's the most rewarding part um Honestly, this is when it. Say, and I love you. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't say, I love you I love too, you mama. mama. And I don't even tell him. He's just, or he'll say, I love you most. The most rewarding, honestly, is, is like, I'll be totally exhausted. Like, I mean, absolutely. I don't even know how a body can do the things that I do, to be honest. But when I go around family or friends, the most rewarding part of what I do is when I hear people say you're such a good mom we look up to you i hear that so much and it like kind of humbles me but puts me back into like get you motivation wow i'm doing what i need to do because sometimes i beat myself up i'm like wow did i do what i needed to do today are the kids fine like maybe they had too much chocolate maybe they had too much tablet time but when i sit back and i hear that that's that's rewarding to me like it that might sound kind of weird but hearing that is what's like it's it's feedback everybody wants feedback yeah the the positive feedback from everyone around me when i don't even know anyone's watching yeah that's like okay that's why i like comments on my podcast yeah (laughs) please leave me comments and reviews i need the feedback i don't have kids i'm sure i'd be a great mom but i'm a better podcaster (laughs) i'd be a terrible mom i'd be like yeah yeah go eat your donut balls i'm drinking my wine over here i got my nails to do (laughs) oh it's true though you are such a good mom and you like i feel like you juggle like you're doing this while you're doing that and you're doing this and it's just like crazy to watch just like you have it down to a science and their schedules and their snack time and it's like I, it's a lot. I couldn't do it. It's like, funny as my clients sometimes will, I'll, you know, ask what people what they do. Oh, I'm just a stay at home mom. I'm like, that's not just a, yeah. that's a freaking hard job. I couldn't do it. Here's a side note for you guys too. I also work remote. Oh yeah. She works full time <laughs> from home yeah, for the I'm, state of Colorado. I'm a, <laughs> I work for the state of Colorado for the unemployment department. So I work 50 hours a week on top of it. Yeah. And I also homeschool the twins. And have a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so like when i said i don't know how physically my body does what it does that's what i'm talking about i don't i really don't now i know why you drink sugar-free red bulls well yeah that's the you it's, couldn't it's live the without it's <laughs> it the sugar-free part but <laughs> oh yeah she's got she's also pre-diabetic which yeah. is real fun when you're 28 
So thanks, Dad. Thanks yeah, for nothing. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> you want your feet, so you got to keep yeah. your sugar low. Every toe he loses is motivation for me to take sugar <laughs> out of my diet. Totally. <laughs> We're such assholes. Sorry, Dad. He's not listening to this. What's the grossest thing you've ever dealt with being a mom? Oh, my God. Where do I start? <laughs> the twins got in this phase where they'd take their diapers off and wipe their poop all over everything. Oh, I know. All about that. Yeah, you did it on your crib. And I heard it was pretty good. But they do it all over the living room, their bedrooms, everywhere. And it takes three seconds for two-year-old twins to do that, by the way. That's the thing, too, is with the twins. Like, I remember when they were babies, it was like you'd get one to stop crying and then the other would stop crying. One would be starving, uh-huh. but this one needs the diaper change. And it's like, I only have two hands. Like, I remember watching you feed. Like, you, she had this intricate system where she would prop up the bottle with one and, like, put her leg over it so it wouldn't fall off the couch while she was, like, changing the other one with I her was, hands. I was pumping too yeah. i couldn't breastfeed but i wanted to give them breast milk so yeah. on top of it i was pumping every two hours to feed both of them it was crazy i don't, I don't know i actually i got like a dean's list because i was in college at that point which i'm going back this week too yeah. so there's another I'm thing so proud of you. <laughs> um so i got a dean's list notice like congratulations and i was like how did i do that i don't even know if i'm awake half the time it's probably all such a blur especially like all the hospital stuff and well then so one of the babies was better and could leave the NICU first was it Kane? it was camilla she left a week earlier yeah and they lived an hour from the hospital so then she had all this mom guilt of like there's one baby at the hospital so she has to leave one baby to go see yeah. the uh, i and remember you crying like yeah, i don't well, want to postpartum is real yeah. That is real, guys. So I, I was in a totally different mindset with this, with Maddox, and I was in a totally different place. A hundred percent different situation. And I t- talked to my doctor. I said, you know, I have postpartum really bad. I switched doctors. I had postpartum really bad with the twins, but I just assumed it was everything surrounding it. I said, I'm mentally doing so much better. I'm in a better situation. I don't think I'm going to um, have to deal with that or go through that. And this this day I got hospitalized to give birth, I was already feeling it. Well, it's chemicals. And you yeah. already have anxiety. You already yeah. have mental yeah. mental oh, yeah, health chemicals sure. in your brain. But I thought, I'm like, oh, I'm in a like, totally different headspace. I can totally handle this. Like, It's not something you can control. So no, there's no if shame. there's any men listening, yeah, take care of your woman. Support the ladies. Men, too bad men don't get postpartum. Well, Jordan would come home from work and I'd just be sitting on the couch bawling. And he's like, what happened? He's like, what did I he's do? Like, Everything <laughs> looks okay in here. The baby's fine. I'm like... I just am so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like it, it was just. It, yeah, your like, body's just surging had a, with like, hormones. Before I had like a thing, I'm like, oh, I could totally blame this on baby daddy being a shithead. Yeah, or totally. Or Kane's TS. TS yeah. or all this stuff. But this time, I'm like, the baby's fine. The kids are happy. The house is clean. Like, what uh, is it? What is it? Yeah. And so that's where it made it more real for me. But. I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, no, that's good. It's. I think this is important too for women that are either wanting to be moms or also already moms. I think that's the other thing too is like that feeling. I like. I just hear the mom guilt all the time. Like you're not doing enough. You're not doing it good enough. You're not doing it the right way. It's like what is the right way? Well, that's the thing too is where I'm going back. Where I'll sit back at the end of the day and be like, I don't know if I did it good enough. And when someone says, oh my gosh, you're a great mom, or just like a little comment, make yeah, sure you that's give your, like a little self high Your five. mom friends, unless they're really shitty parents, don't give them compliments. But <laughs> yeah. for the most part, 
Um, it's super important to recognize the moms around you and even dads. Dads do things yeah, too. Totally. Um, some don't, but well, the yeah. ones that do <laughs> recognize. So the grossest thing was them playing in their poop. Oh, well, there's just so many things. I mean, are we talking about like t- to this day still? Because Caden touches his butthole after he poops. And says, oh, <laughs> he there's does. poop. And then he licks his fingers. And I'm like, why are you licking your fingers? He's like, I'm trying to get I'm, the boogers I'm off. I'm the boogers off of them. <laughs> I and heard like, him say that I mean, yesterday. It's just, uh, Camilla has a sharding problem. She's always got like <laughs> little poops in her. <laughs> I mean, where do you like... Well, and then the poor kids. So Shay is a jerk and she passed down this horrible pooping problem to her kids. Yeah. She had, when she was baby, she couldn't poop. So she always had to have stuff in her bottle, like Miralax type stuff. And she would stop breathing. It was this horrible thing. So the twins have the same thing. So she has to give them um, suppositories. And it's the most horrible. I mean, she's used to it now, but we had to give one to Camilla yesterday. And I'm holding her top half. Jordan's holding her legs. And Shay's doing the administering. And she's screaming. And she's, owie, owie. And I like, I was almost crying. It's horrible. But you know it's for the better. And then when she pooped and she felt better, it was fine. Yeah. And it's not that I do suppositories all the time because they have like meat. They're both here. GI specialist, by the way. So yeah, like, like, they, like, like yeah. the doctor has told them that yeah, they, it's from they, them pr- being premature. And like they're literally us. crying from their tummies yeah. hurting that they can't. Um, poop. So it's like a chronic problem, but I'm used to that part of it. But yeah, when that first started happening, it was pretty rough. There was a couple times too. This was gross. Is like you know, kids will poop in the bathtub when you're giving them a bath. <laughs> yeah. My kids never did that, but when they'd have severe pooping problems when they're you younger, put them in I'd bath. put them in the bath mm-hmm. to poop because it would help them. So when the poop actually comes out in the bath, that was <laughs> disgusting. Gross. I'm like, I what am I Kane supposed to do with being this in now? that like the little tub in the sink and like massaging his tummy and like little turds are just coming out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, this is why I don't want to be a mom. This is the great thing about being an aunt. My theory is that I didn't birth a child. My mom birthed a child and Shay birthed a child. So when it comes to gross stuff, they need to go to someone that birthed a child. So I don't change. I'll change a pee diaper. I don't change poop diapers. I don't wipe butts. I don't clean up barf because I didn't birth a child. I'm just the aunt. I'm here to buy them toys and give them donut balls. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's also one of the most foul things about any of my kids was when Maddox was on that special formula. I was actually at your house. Oh, the stinky. That was gross. And he was spitting up. He would literally every bottle he would barf. And the formula, it was a special formula, so he wouldn't barf. It smelled, my couch smelled like that formula for like a month afterwards. I stood on my mattress because he sleeps with me. I know that's against popular opinion, but the, hey, whatever. Um, it works for me. So, well, actually, I'm tr- he's old enough now. He's transitioning to his own bed. But when he was young enough, we did co-sleeping. But anyways, um, that's when he was on that formula. And I actually got on my bed with a, a carpet cleaner. And I carpet cleaned my mattress. <laughs> I don't blame you. That it was, was so stinkiest. just. I, like, I couldn't even sleep in my bed. I, I, was, I would sleep on the couch because it was so gross. It yeah. smelled so bad. And he would just spit up all night long. Yeah, he had a spit his, up problem. His little um, onesie was always wet. That's and then he people, would get a poor little rash. Yeah, people would ask why I always had him naked. They're like, put clothes on him. I'm like, why? You couldn't. Yeah. It's, it's better no now point. that he's eating yeah. solid food. He has two little teeth, two little bottom teeth, but he already knows how to chew. Yeah, it's Like weird. he's eating food that like a 12-month-year-old old should be eating and he's eating it fine. 
He just chews with those two little teeth. He's really advanced. It's weird because I was used to having premature babies and so is Jordan with Evie. But he's super advanced. Like yesterday he was feeding himself with a spoon. Yeah, she handed him the spoon for the first time ever thinking it's going to be funny. He literally just like, ow, right in his mouth hole. And he even (laughs) turned the spoon so it was the right way. Okay, so we have some questions. All right. Susan Barch says, I've always... I've always known that I don't want kids. So maybe your sister could try to put into words how it feels to have this calling, how it feels to know that nothing will be the same body, way of life, me or partner time, finances, job opportunities, etc., and still be so into becoming a parent. So to me, it sounds like she doesn't want kids, but like there's probably people around her telling her she needs to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I just don't agree with that. If you don't want to have kids, don't have them. Don't do drugs and get drunk <laughs> and have kids. Or use condoms and yeah. birth control. No, in all reality... If you don't want to have kids, don't have them. You don't have to have kids. But if you do want to have kids, it just, for me, I I was freaking out the whole time. I didn't know what I was going to do, but it came to me. But even then, a lot of postpartum from both births was I had the baby and I looked at it and didn't feel this crazy connection that everyone said mm-hmm. I was going to feel. I mm-hmm. never felt that with my kids when I birthed them. Mm-hmm. As crazy as that might sound. Well, you also had C-sections too, which I yeah, think is makes it true. such a weird, hazy... But I didn't, I didn't feel any of that connection. It just like the bond just comes as you grow with them. But if you don't want to have kids, don't have kids. You don't have to. It's not... You don't have to like be a housewife and if have you, a baby and, and then if you don't have and, that calling well like you didn't have the calling no, I didn't like have my best calling. friend caitlin i did my podcast with her about child loss all she wanted in the world was to be a mom yeah. that was like goal number one from like 100%. a young age and some people have that really strongly some people like shay like that's the thing too is like when you found out you were pregnant terminating was not an option no not like you me. got the feeling as soon as you found well, out you hey, were pregnant. Hey, this comes from when I was in high school, a friend, actually, she wasn't a friend of mine, but she got pregnant and it was like the only pregnant girl in our high school and it was like a big deal. And I became friends with her because she was being bullied about it and stuff and mm. I don't deal with that stuff. So even though we weren't friends prior to that, we became really good friends. And I went through the whole process of her being pregnant and she had a stillborn full term. Oh God. And when being around that to me for some reason, cause I used to be like, if you want an abortion, if you want to terminate, whatever oh, you felt, do, do felt. what you, what you want. But like that experience made me feel like I couldn't personally do that. You yeah. can do whatever you want. But personally for me, that wasn't an option. Yeah. So you got your calling when you found out those little things were growing yeah. in you. That's when you're like, all right, I'm a mom now. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I had a lot of, oh, shit, like, I don't want this. But mm-hmm. when it happened, it's just something that I didn't see another option. So it, it became my calling. There wasn't like, oh, this is your calling. Have yeah, you, like, like the light's you're shining down. This is great. I'm like, oh, shit. You're like, oh, shit. shit now I got to figure it out. Yeah. So, but it goes back to, it just sounds to me like there might be people around her that are. I mean, I got that so much. Like, I've been married twice. And every time it's. Oh, like you'll, you'll change your mind. It's been my whole life. You'll change your mind. No, I don't like, I had a moment in my early thirties where it was that my fertility's going down. So I was like, okay, if I really don't want kids, I really have to think about it now. And I, it was like a year of existential crisis. Like I don't have a stable job. I don't have insurance. I don't have all these things to provide for a kid. And then when I made that final decision not to have them, it was like, and I have no, I had a pregnancy scare with my ex. And the only thought was like, how do I get rid of this? How do I not be pregnant? And that's well, when that you know that you it's, you don't, yeah. yeah, I've never, and I love people are always like, 
oh, you don't like kids? I'm like, love I'm not them. a freaking monster. I love, like, Shay will tell you, the second I get here, all I do is, like, hug on them and love on them. And, like, even when they're not my kids, like, I mean, I don't love other people's, like, shithead eight-year-olds with, like, weird gap teeth and goofy <laughs> hair. But babies, like, give me anybody's baby and I will squish that thing all day long. But, yeah, if you don't want to be a parent, don't be a parent. You can't let somebody else. So my ex, his mom really wanted grandkids. And I used to tell him, we can't have children that we don't want so that she can be a grandparent. Exactly. Don't, don't do it for other people. Yeah. But if you do like have that thought in your head that you do want to be a parent and you decide that's the path to go, then try it. Try it. Well, you can't just try it. You're, You're stuck with it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but like for me, there was no like calling. There was no moment of that. It was like a oh shit moment that turned into I I have to do this and I can do this. And now I really love doing it. Yeah. And you're good at it. I was just, and I think it was good for you too to find something because you were kind of drifting a little bit in your life and like to find something that you're really good at. Yeah. I've, I'm like pretty good at doing like everything I try to do. I can, I can do. Yeah. You're smart. Um, but I, there was nothing that really like stood out. I wasn't like going anywhere. I didn't have like a career choice I wanted well, to do. Were, like, I dropped out of college like 12 and, times. Yeah. So it kind of just put me on a path. And I believe fully everything happens for a reason. I'm not a religious person, but I kind of live by that. Everything happens for a reason. That's why I'm here. Not because I had a calling, not because of anything, but yeah, it's just your path for a reason. Mm-hmm. All right. Kim Meg at Ad- Holy Moses at um, I still wonder how the heck to deal with bullying while also letting the school handle it for the most part. My eight year old is a, is at a great school with a great staff, but it's hard for me to stop myself from going ham. This is a good one for you. <laughs> That's not a good one for me. I have no filter. I'm whatever. Everyone says it, but I, whatever I'm mean or whatever. <laughs> She's the asshole of the family. <laughs> um, I have to tell her to be nice to her boyfriend. I'm like, say please. <laughs> okay. So here's the problem is I am part of a mom's group in my area and it is a constant conversation about how people are being bullied and the school's not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. What's, What's your, the solution? I don't I know. Mean, I don't know. I don't have a solution. But that's the other thing too is like, and the, but then what exactly do you expect the school to do? Cause there's a level two. I mean, you see with the three-year-olds, like they're just bickering or fighting and like one will hit the other one cause they get upset. Is that bullying well, or is kid, that just kids are sneaky and mm-hmm. like everyone having phones and social media does not help because there's that side of bullying too so i don't know the solution but i know it's a big problem but i don't really have advice for this one to be honest because my solution would be to corner a kid when they're walking home from school and threaten them. <laughs> like, <to be laughs> well that's honest, what our mom would do <laughs> that's where I, that's where i learned it so um, our mom when i was in seventh grade i had my two best friends from sixth grade when we got into seventh grade they became friends with high schoolers and they were all smoking and doing all this stuff and i in seventh grade i just wanted to like read books and be a dork so i started kind of like drifting away and they didn't like it so they got their high school friends to show up at our bus stop and it was like a 16 year old girl and a 17 year old guy i was 11 12 12 and they were like pushing me like you little bitch and like threatening me mom always stayed out of everything she never would like if i had problems with kids she's you know figure it out but because they were older kids she like flames coming out of her eyes so the boy he worked at the video store right next to plaid pantry so she's like we're going down there right now i'll never forget it. i can still see she was wearing a green london fogged trench coat and i'm sitting in the passenger seat looking towards the movie store and his back is to me because he's standing behind the counter and she's facing me and i just see her and her finger in his (sighs) face and her neck going and he's just standing there still like dead still so she walks out 
I'm like, what did you say to him? And she said, I told him if he ever even looks your direction, his ass is grass. And I was like, <laughs> mom, you can't, that's so dorky. You can't that, say that. That is so funny because I have that exact image in my head to my high school boyfriend. Oh, did she, she do went that? out and she pointed her finger and she said, you messed with the wrong daughter. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. But yes, thank yeah. you, Yeah. So maybe don't do what our mom no, does. <laughs> don't do what... I wouldn't actually do that, I don't think. I don't know. We'll see when no, it No, but it's funny to... But also, um, if you're a parent, if you're listening, teach your kids what's right because it all stems from you. I think some kids are going to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, your kids are going to grow up to be what you've taught them to be. Totally. So if you're not paying attention to the behaviors that you're showing around your or kids. if you're a bully in your yeah, life or true. it's like like racism kids are not naturally racist no, not like a all. white kid will look at a, a brown kid and just be like oh they were like in the oven longer or whatever kids think like they just they don't see like that's bad like they just have a buddy that looks a little different yeah. or they don't even see differences it's the racism they hear from their parents that makes them little shitheads you know what i my motto as a parent i always say this and i say this to my the twins dad and i say this to myself and i say this to jordan be better mm-hmm. that's what it keeps me going when i know that i'm straying off from what i should be doing or i'm not making a good decision i tell myself be better mm-hmm. so be better people that's great advice and that's the thing is like you are the straight example for your children like the behavior you do if you're a bully if you're shitty if you cuss you know my kids are pretty <laughs> like my kids don't have filters but i don't think like they're not mean though. Yeah, and sometimes They're they funny. say some cuss words because <laughs> when they say, "Oh shit," I don't have a good filter. <laughs> but I, but you know, my kids are good kids though. They're genuine. Like they're yeah, genuinely they're nice sweet. people. And even though I'm like pretty rough around the edges, I'm a genuinely nice person too. So I'm. My kids are gonna get the rough around the edges. You're because, only mean to your boyfriends. Yeah, they, they probably deserve it. <laughs> they do. <laughs> All right, Barbara Snow said, "Oh, this is this is why I picked this one. This is for you." marijuana and mothering i don't know how else to say it i feel like i'm judged pretty harshly for choosing an herbal remedy to medicate versus big pharma or alcohol some perspective or insight as a mother in a legal state oh come on we could go back and forth about this all day i just smoked a joint earlier like yeah i am a advocate of marijuana but also i'm kind of leaning more towards cbd but that's for like personal health reasons um but you're going to be judged. I'm completely judged by it. I don't sit and smoke pot with my kids sitting right there. And I don't smoke so much pot that I can't that function. Yeah. But that's the thing too, is like, what's the difference in a mom sitting down at the end of the night and having a glass of wine? Thank you. Or like having a couple puffs off of mm-hmm. a vape. For sure. And it's the same. I totally am on that, that same side where it's like big pharma versus medicinal industry. And I'm on the medicinal industry side. And I 100% have been like that. And not saying I haven't used big pharma drugs because I have. Well, and you have to for Cain with his epilepsy too. Yes. And CBD is not an option for Cain because he's an aggressive form of epilepsy where Mm -hmm. basically if we try the CBD route at this point, it's going to push him backwards. Mm -hmm. So it's not worth it. And I totally back all of that. But um, it's a, a definitely judge. Well, and that's the thing too for postpartum. What's worse, taking benzos or, you know, drugs that like give you all these side effects or just like having a couple puffs of weed to calm you down and make you feel less sad for a minute? Yeah. And this is the thing too is like I've had with postpartum, I have doctors with any health problems I have, I have doctors pushing 
here, take this, take that, like mental health stuff, take this. And both postpartums, I was on medication at first and I weaned myself off and chose to use marijuana. And that works better for me, to be honest. That's the thing too, is knowing your body. That's just in general life is knowing your body. For me with somebody that has like health problems, I don't like being on medication because I find that the side effects generally are worse than what they help. For me, like, and my doctor, even my heart doctor especially, is like, try to find natural things. For some people, it's like eating a banana a day. That's enough potassium to keep your heart regulated. Or take magnesium supplements or calcium or eat more of this, drink more of that, stay hydrated, electrolytes. Like, some of those things, like, you don't need the pharmaceuticals, but it's just the easy path for doctors. And some doctors are just overworked, too. They don't have time to sit and figure out the the more natural. But I also don't think everything should be natural. I don't think people should feel guilty for using pharmaceuticals either. Oh, no. No, both ways. I have both both in my life. Mm-hmm. Both. But for me, I prefer to use CBD and marijuana, which is fine. That's my choice. And I back it with anyone else doing it. But I also back the person that says, which is a lot of people around me, I can't believe you smoke marijuana. I can't believe you choose that. Why don't you just go to the doctor and do this? And I, I don't choose to do well, that. I do go to the doctor and they tell me I can do that. And I choose what I want to choose. And yeah. I choose my doctors on the ones that aren't going to judge me for that. Because there are a lot of <laughs> doctors that judge. But also my son takes thousands of dollars a month in medication for his epilepsy. Yeah. That's big pharma. But that's what's best for him. When and that's I've what's had... saving his life. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm totally, whatever you want to do, that's fine. But there's going to be judgment if you choose marijuana medical or not i'm in a state where i don't i don't even have to get my medical license like my neighbor probably is growing pot my best friend grows pot Mm -hmm. like you smell it every i mean it's california too yeah i mean but it's still even in legal states it's still judged oh 100 percent. like in california it's still like it's funny because like james smokes weed at night for his anxiety and his um um insomnia and when i tell people that i always feel like i have to like explain it like why he smokes weed yeah but do do people explain why they drink like a no pint of whiskey a night to no themselves? not at no. all like if What's i was like difference? yeah he has a couple beers at the end of the night i wouldn't be like but it's because of this like when i'm like yeah he smokes weed but it's only because of his anxiety and yeah. i don't know why i do that it, but well, i still it, that's a big debate with alcohol and marijuana that could be a whole podcast yeah for my brain because yeah totally. it's been a debate my whole life i've been judged my whole life i mean not that i smoked pot when i was like a child but well yeah but definitely started well, as a teenager, a teenager <laughs> yeah. but um, I go in and out and I, I keep this. So there, there is points where you can smoke too much. So there's points where that's, I will judge that as a parent because yeah. there's points where that's not okay. But do I think it's okay for me to go smoke half a joint while everyone else is well, enjoying their like glass the whole, of wine? It's like a glass of wine versus a pint of whiskey. Yeah. Like you, it's moderation in yeah, anything, exactly. but also it's not healthy if you're eating like 12 pints of Ben and Jerry's every day either. Yeah. It's yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Everything's in moderation, so you're going to be judged. There's no way around that. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just like there's no way around bullying. Yeah. I wish there was a solution to both, but that's that would be world peace, and that's never going yeah. to happen. So that's the thing. You just have to find what's right for you. Yeah. I mean, we're all judged. I mean, we we have tattoos. We're judged for that. I'm judged for having oh, green yeah. hair. I'm judged for not having kids. Yeah, you, I'm not the ultimate person to be judged. I smoke pot. I have a split family. I have two baby daddies. I have tattoos all mm-hmm. over. Um. <laughs> The I list mean, goes what, on. What else do you want to know? You have the, the betis. <laughs> yeah, I'm pre-diabetic. I have high cholesterol. I'm only 28. Yeah. My feet have cracked so bad I can't walk. And they smell really bad. Yeah. Man, like, what do you want to know? I'm judged. That's the thing I think just in life, you just have to learn just to like say fuck it and just do what you want to do and not care about the judgment. 
that's exactly what it is that's yeah. I, I have a hard shell it doesn't affect me but i know it yeah i'm the same it's hard it's hard i get that question all the time like i want to dress vintage every day but my town is small and they judge me i'm like so yeah and that's that's how i feel about it too it's like i understand if you get judged but and it's hard for some people but for me it's not hard to get judged i'm just like i mean i'm in a pretty small town i'm like when you walk around there i'm probably one of the only heavily tattooed girls yeah. you see just going through the grocery yeah, store totally. normally um i'm just used to being judged but also by everyone's everything. like oh there's shay yeah true <laughs> we can't I'm go a, to the grocery store without her knowing eight people I, i'm a really social person i know a lot of people i can tell when i piss someone off though because they just walk right by me i'm like, like i know you, ignored saw you me. the other day <laughs> okay two more questions okay. kelly kelly r renee said how she deals with the urge to compare your kids to other kids development um i'm actually this this one's hard for me so my kids were premature um behind because of that my son actually had to learn to walk and talk three times because of his before his seizures were controlled he'd get really bad bouts of them and he'd forget everything basically so for me it was hard to be like they're so behind compared to other kids, but I had the reasons why they were behind. Well, and with, when you have a preemie too, you have like the chart that puts them like, okay, yeah. they're two months, but it's in preemie correction. time they're Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, so Evie, my stepdaughter, she is pretty advanced, especially for being so premature. She's really smart. Um, and so then sometimes since the twins are a few months older, I can compare that. I'm like, well, why isn't Kane doing that? But Evie's doing it. But you just got to realize all kids are different. You can't compare. Someone just wrote me the other day and they're like, I'm concerned because my daughter's still having this reflex and she's this X amount of years old. I'm like, I wouldn't be concerned. If your pediatrician's concerned, then be, then concerned. be concerned. Yeah. Other than that, well, it's easy too for you because you have so many kids so you can, because they're all so different, that gives you perspective because uh -huh. you see them being so different. Well, then like we were just looking at, Shay has a friend who has a baby that's like a few weeks younger than Lou, but he's already standing and Lou's not, and Lou is a really smart advanced baby. He's already chewing with his two little baby teeth, but he's not standing. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, standing at six months old. Like, yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> but yeah, you just can't compare kids. There's well, and I think there's also so many parents that are like, my kid is so smart. My kid is doing this already. And my kid, and then you, then you think like, oh, well, if they're doing that, then what? My kid's behind. It's such a comparison to it. And we live in the suburbs and I'm part of a mon group. And I know a mon group. A mon, What's hey, a mon group. You've been smoking too much pot. You're part of a mon group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mon. We be chaman. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm part of a mom group and I'm I I can see comparisons where it's like, well, mine does this. Well, mine does this. And I'm just not that kind of person. It's like my kid does this. My kid sometimes an my asshole. My kid is like, happy and healthy. Yeah. And that's all if that matters. If they're happy, healthy, and there's no concerns from a pediatrician, then there's no reason to stress about it. All all kids develop differently. All people develop differently. Yeah, totally. I'm like smarter than anybody. It's really a lot of pressure. So she thinks. <laughs> She's a know-it-all. That is actually true. <laughs> I know that for a fact. <laughs> All right. Last question is from Wolf. Is there a right time to have kids? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Gonna, I think the I lesson think, of, you know, of this. Oh, it's so funny because people are like, well, it's not the right time. We're not financially I'm, stable. We're waiting we're, for yeah. this No, there's stage. no right time. Yeah. You, When you want to have a kid, you have a kid. <laughs> that bottom line or if you don't want to have a kid and it happens by accident 
There's your time. Mm-hmm. There's no right time. Financially, Jordan and I weren't in the perfect place when we had Maddox. We're yeah. doing all right now, but it was the right time for us with the age and the age of the other kids. And mm-hmm. it was like, we'll figure out the rest later. And That's it so worked. Many par- I would say probably 80% of parents yeah. have that, oh shit, like we don't have an extra yeah. room. We don't have enough money. We don't have a second car. We don't have this or that yeah. or the other. And you just figure it out. We just ha- had to go buy a minivan because we couldn't fit all of our kids yeah. into our vehicles. <laughs> But oh, at least you don't have to do doubles of everything. She had to have oh, a double yeah. stroller and two car seats and two swings and two. Oh my god! I had everything for the, the double package. I thought I needed to have everything. I had the biggest baby showers. I had everything you could possibly need. Not even need. Possibly everything that was made for a baby. Mm-hmm. I had, and I used hardly any of it. You used the so stroller. For Maddox, <laughs> my registry for the baby shower for Maddox had like what. Yeah, not much. It, it was like useful stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so I I don't know. There's just so many different aspects to parenting, but there's no right time. There's no right time. You figure it out. Yeah, ever. and that's the thing because like like I have friends that are really well off, and they were like, "But we just want to have X amount in the bank." And then you have people that are mega broke that are like, "I just want to have a stable job." Like everyone has those goals of like when it's right to be a parent. Yeah, and- mine was I don't want to have a kid after thirty. Yeah. Um, but then that also, because you're already a high risk pregnancy, having babies yeah, after 30 for you exactly. is just scary. Yeah. Um, and then I also didn't want the other kids to be much like a lot like older. Us. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm 11 years older than yeah, Shay. I didn't want my older kids to be changing my younger kids. Yeah. Let me tell me. you, it sucks. Yeah. Actually, it's not that bad. I feel like our age difference is what has made our bonds so yeah, strong. Definitely. Like if you had, a, if you had been closer to me in age when mom and dad moved, I don't think we would be as close. No, like we had to really work at it. Like when I would fly you out for summers yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Right. But that's also totally. a different situation. Yeah. But there's no right time. I yeah. I hate that saying. When's the right time? Yeah. Or when people say like, we're not ready yet. Oh, we're not ready yet. Yeah. Well, you can like mentally not be ready for a baby. That's fine. But we're not ready yet because we don't have this big fancy suburb house. Yeah. We're not married and I don't have the right size wedding ring and mm-hmm. that room's not big. Like stuff like that. It's just like, oh, come on, whatever. Yeah. If that's how you want to live your life, fine. But uh, no, not that's not for me. Yeah. But if you're mentally not ready for a kid, it's mentally not the right time. You feel like you have more like self growth. Self growth. You want. Yeah, but to I know. also feel like you also get self growth from true. having. If you want a baby and you need true. to do self growth, it's going to happen that's with the true. baby too. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, that's like you. Like you weren't mentally ready. Oh, but then you no. got mentally ready. Well, I had Sometimes to. Sometimes you're still not mentally I ready. Know. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be mentally ready. That's where the marijuana comes in handy. <laughs> I have to get mentally ready to come visit. <laughs> yeah, no. That's what, it's funny when I leave mom's house. I've actually like left and come back because I forgot something. And I'll come back and she'll be sitting on the couch staring at the wall. <laughs> Just like no quiet. noise in the house. That's what happens when we leave and go home. <laughs> the last time we went home, we walked in our house and James goes, do you hear that? And I was like, no, what? And he goes, exactly. <laughs> no it's it's serious I'm it's like, true your ears uh, ring i'm like mom are you okay she's like i'm just enjoying the quiet yeah. it's like so mentally like overstimulating to have my crew of kids and they're really well behaved too it's yeah. not like they're like crazy no kids they are the walls. and like well they get rambunctious because they're excited and that's just what kids do they're not like yeah beha- misbehaving there's just so many of them that yeah, it's like 12 kids is a lot <laughs> i saw someone i knew in the grocery store yesterday it was my nephew's old teacher and she's like yeah and you have like a bunch of kids now <laughs> Like, yeah, I do. Yeah, four is a bunch. Only four, but thank you. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to give me a bunch of grapes and there were four, that would be a bunch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. So thank you, Shay, for giving us the brutal honesty about being a mom. <laughs> <laughs>
but I think this is the thing a lot of moms need to hear to know that like you're doing a great like yeah. you're doing your best and that's good enough. You're fine. As long as they're happy and healthy mm-hmm. and have all their phalanges. Well, unless they were born without them. That's <laughs> yeah. a whole different thing. That's not a good example. <laughs> if I could say anything, be better and tell your mom friends they're doing good. Yeah. If they're doing good. Okay. If they're leaving yeah. their baby in a car seat for maybe not. <laughs> too long or not taking care of cradle cap, don't tell them. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Always tell them because they need to hear it. All right, friends, this is a really long podcast, but we had a lot to squeeze in. So now we have to go eat bacon because it smells really good. And um, guys, don't be assholes and don't make your kids assholes. And until next week, here's both of us waving like maniacs. Woo! <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>